Hey, did you know Child's Play helps sick kids play games while they're in the hospital? Yeah, I thought you did. There's a link to donate in the description. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Hey folks, how's it going? Doing a drive to work podcast uh, opposite than I normally do. Um, feels a little odd, honestly, and I'll have to cut it as soon as I get to work. Um, so, uh, published late last week, uh, kind of off my game cause I was pushing for, um, my Halloween game, getting my gaming table set up and it is freaking awesome except for I broke the TV when I put it in somehow. Um, it, it was either when I banged it into place, uh, I think it might've hit a screw and cracked the LCD or when it popped out and hit the ground. Um, I did not notice it until I turned it on. So it was a freaking nightmare because I turned it on about um, two hours before the game. (laughs) So I was like, oh great, I got to do everything manually, which was fine because I had already, I had already not completely counted on finishing the table. So um, I I had started like looking for sound effects on my phone and stuff. so I had that part already. The only thing I had to do was draw the map. Um, and the map was large for the Alexis. Um, but I have two of those uh, foldable note note card whiteboards. Uh, God, I can't remember the name of them. It doesn't matter because they don't make them anymore, I don't think. Or they only make them in Germany or something. Um, but they are basically... Um, three by five um, note cards in um, a row of five by ten maybe? I don't know exactly how many it is. Um, But then it's uh, laminated and there are joints so you can fold it up and it's the size of like a deck of cards except if it were a three by five card. Um, It's pretty cool. I really like it. Uh, The gaps kind of bother me um, if it's on a dark surface, cause you can't see if I put a line there. Um, but if it's on a white surface, then it looks a lot better. But it, it, at the end, it doesn't really matter. It's really, it's really compact. Uh, I really like it at any rate. <laughs> um, so I, uh, it took two of those to, um, draw the whole map, which was fine. That's usually what it takes. They're an odd size. Um, so I, um, I usually use two anyway. Uh, I got it all set up um, with about an hour to spare. So, um, yeah, I was pretty happy about that. And uh, the Halloween game went well. Uh, we had um, a new person, my ex's current boyfriend. Uh, and he had never played before, so he wanted to, he's been wanting to play. Um, he's been talking about it, and uh, he uh, finally jumped in. And then we had uh, someone from his work um, also played, and uh, he is playing a Starfinder campaign right now, and he's played some stuff before, so uh, he was kind of old hat. Um, So let's see, we had um, one of each. We had a soldier, a scientist. Oh, no, I think we had two scientists. Is that right? Uh, Soldier, scientist, and a scientist, and a uh, teamster. So it was a decent group. Um, 
everybody was new to the game. Uh, this is the first time I've GM'd it. So I, I felt, um, I didn't know what I needed. Now I know what I need. So I would print that out or, um, I'd make a GM screen basically, I think for myself, uh, because there was a lot of stuff that I was jumping around in and there wasn't when I was doing it, there wasn't a lot of narrative time to do it, so I felt like I had a lot of gaps there. Um, of course, of of course, of course, the gaps that I feel are much longer to me than they are to everybody else, because um, it wasn't like everyone was staring at me. I mean, I th I think probably everyone was staring at me, waiting <laughs> for me to look up an answer. But it was mostly stuff like um, weapon special effects on a crit. Um, weapon damage. Uh, we had, um, when we were making characters, I had to look up prices a lot, and they're kind of in two different places. Um, there was um, a rolling chart that I needed to move the dudes around, um, the, the uh, bad guys, whatever they were called, xenomorph kind of dudes. Uh, I used Wretched from... Um, Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Um, but it, it was just, I needed to be a little more, uh, next time I could be a little more organized. Um, I just didn't know what I was going to need. Um, it ended up being really fun. We had maybe four combats, I think, and played three hours. So it's, it's another testament to these old systems, you know, that, um, that, um, you can you can get a lot done in a little bit of time. Um, let's see. We only explored one, two, three, four rooms. Um, uh, maybe five. Maybe five. Uh, they got up to the uh, the command room, the command center, the bridge. Um, so probably about five rooms, and. Uh, that was with a lot of detail and, like I said, four combats. So it uh, it went pretty good. Um, that's uh, and that's including character creation. So yeah, we did uh, did a lot for three hours, I think. Um, but basically, uh, they they got on the uh, the they, they got pulled out of hyperspace and uh, their jump drive didn't work. Uh, they messed around with it. Um, and crazy shit happened. Uh, I think one of them was like, like they saw their uh, all the people they left behind uh, in a mirror, and uh, every time they saw that person again, you would either if they saw a mirror again, they would be either be inspired or um, have to make a panic check or a fear check or something. That was another thing I had problems looking up was uh, fear and panic checks. I I wasn't um, I kept calling them the other things: uh, fear save and a panic check. Right, so everybody was kind of confused because they sound similar. Um, but again, that's something I would make on my GM screen um, to to have in front of me, so I don't have to flip flip pages. Um, so, uh, and then let's see what happened next. Um, the The teamster asked me if uh, he was confident that it. Um, it should have worked. Uh, and I said, yeah, totally. It, it looks fine. You know, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with it. He's like, well, I turn it on again. <laughs> um, I can't remember what the other two effects were. 
Uh, but uh, there's a, a table of like 20, I think, uh, jump drive malfunctions, and they, they were all pretty crazy. I remember one of them is like, the jump drive turns into butterflies. Uh, we didn't get that one, but uh, that's the one that stuck out when I read it. Um, so anyway, they, um, they kind of um, mull around, and I let them know that, you know, the ship they're looking for is uh, in this area, so they were kind of lucky that they got pulled out of hyperspace anyway. Um, and uh, then one of the scientists says, how confident am I that the engine should have worked? And I was like, pretty confident. And he's like, can I turn them on remotely? And I was like, yeah, of course. So he goes and turns them on again. So the engine's got the jump drive malfunction three times. So it was, it was really cool that I got to use a table that I only thought I was going to use once, three times. Um, and uh, it, it's really cool that everybody was kind of messing around with stuff, right? The, um, the Teamster uh, at the beginning of the game was like, oh, I'm going to touch everything. <laughs> so uh, it, it was pretty cool. Um, the, the game isn't as deadly as I thought it was, uh, which is interesting, it being a horror game. It does seem like you can run a campaign of this pretty well. Um, everybody survived combat except for, we only had one death, and that was because he was using a flamethrower and crit fail. Failed. Crit failed. There you go. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, I, I think that thing just blows up. <laughs> um... But that was later. Uh, anyway, so uh, they, after messing around with the jump drive, they decide, okay, we're going to go on the Alexi and find out what's up. They scan it for life forms, no life forms. Um, they get over there and they're exploring. And um, I, I'm keeping track of time. And this is just about time. It says uh, every 47 minutes something happens. So um, it was about 40 minutes. Uh, and I, so I kicked an event and uh, they got into some combat. Um, one person took uh, a, not a significant amount of damage because he had like 60 hit points. So he took like maybe 10 or 12 or something like that and had one of these things latched onto his belly trying to eat him. Um, yeah. And it, again, the, there's a lot of hit points. So uh, it, it was... It was less deadly than I thought. I'm going to keep saying that. and I don't know why I'm stuttering over it. Um, less deadly than I thought. So after that, they uh, took the aliens back to the ship and kind of investigated them, um, got really nowhere, and then went back again. Um, so when they went back, they kind of uh, fooled around with the life support, tried to get that working. Uh, there was another crit fail, so I was like, no, this one's totally damaged. You can't fix it. Um, you know that there's um, usually more than one life support station on the ship, though. So you uh, assume once you find that, you can you can uh, go ahead and try and fix it from there. <coughs> so uh, because they took the aliens back to the ship, it was about time for another encounter. So they came through the vents again. Um, when they uh, uh, heard them coming... Um, no, before that. Uh, an android. That was the other character. We had an android. And the android was like, hey, can I connect to the ship and have it broadcast and scan for life forms? And I was like, you totally can. Um, so, uh, and I was like, you know, it's not even because you're an android. It's because, you know, you've got, you've got equipment. This is the future. It's sci-fi. Um, so I throw down two blips. Um, 
with when this uh, this encounter is supposed to happen. And I'm like, okay, here's some blips, um, and this is how they're moving. And this is when I'm rolling dice trying to determine how these guys are moving around because uh, it says either uh, I can roll on the random table or I can control them. So um, when the the players weren't in sight of them, I just moved them around randomly, which worked out kind of cool. Um, so one of them was a big alien, so they did this terror scream, uh, and it uh, made it so everybody had to roll a fear check. Um, when everybody rolls fear check, they do it at a disadvantage because the android is there, uh, because um, an android being scared is kind of, you know, out of the ordinary. Android shouldn't be scared. Um, so I don't think, I think there was a couple failures. Um, actually I think one person succeeded. So everybody else made a panic check and succeeded. So they got to mark off stress. Um, and then they, uh, they got in there and they just totally annihilated this thing. Uh, they, um, mothership has hit points and hits. So, um, they say a monster can take six hits or it has 45 hit points of damage. So I was going to kind of use hits because that seems um, seemed better. Uh, but they, the, when they were rolling damage, they were rolling a lot of damage. Uh, like a, um, a grenade is 1d10 times 10. So uh, Mother got a grenade and just got exploded. He like rolled seven. So it was a 70 points of damage. I was like, I'm not going to make it take five hits, you know. I'm going to say, uh, I, I kind of played it like, if you go over this amount, their hit point amount in one hit, then they're annihilated. Otherwise, you know, we're going to go through and take five hits for the mother it was. Um, so they, uh, they go after the other blip that's kind of running away and end up uh, in the cargo hold, which has got this crazy statue in it. Um, and they mess around in there for another 40 minutes, uh, which means that the, the event happens and it's got something to do with the statue. Um, so the statue kind of resets time uh, in, uh, in computers that like erases the logs. Uh, so each time this thing has gone off, the android has had to make a body save. This time the android failed the body save and he was paralyzed. So I was like, uh, or not, he failed the, he critically failed the body save. The other time he just had his memory wiped, couldn't remember the last thing that happened, except, you know, uh, it couldn't remember basically like the last hour that happened. So, um, this time he crit sit, fails, so I just have him shut down, paralyzed. Um, and then we get into combat and I'm like, oh man, he's got to sit here through this whole combat. So, um. This is when uh, there was a crit fail on the flamethrower, so I had him die, and that made everybody roll a panic check. Um, which, okay, so before that, when the um, android shut down, everybody rolled a fear save. There were some fails, we rolled panic checks. Um, the teamster, I think, failed the panic check, so he got um, uh, hallucinations. He was having trouble telling reality from uh, fiction. And then, um, when the, uh, the scientist with the flamethrower died, he, uh, made everybody else roll a panic check. So, um, because the soldier was making a panic check, uh, 
everybody, what was it? God, the soldier has a um, thing where if he makes a panic check, everybody else has to make a panic check, something like that. Oh, if he marks stress, everybody else has to mark stress. S no, that's the scientist. So th they just got caught in this loop of marking stress and making panic saves. And it just spiraled down. Um, the Marine, the Marine panicked. That's what it was. If the Marine panics, then everybody's got to make another panic save. So everybody made a second panic save. I think the Teamster failed again and got something that wasn't too bad. Um, the, um, the Marine got uh, uh, screaming. Like, he, he just stood there screaming and freaked out. So he was, like, screaming, shooting all these dudes. It was, um, it was very intense in this moment. It, uh, the the playtime took probably, like, five minutes, but it was really, like, okay, because this happened, you take panic, you take, or you take stress, you take stress, you take stress. Um, everybody rolls fear save, disadvantage, because Android's here. Everybody fails. Okay, now we're all making panic checks. You fail, you fail. Everybody's got to make another panic check because the soldier made it, or the Marine failed a panic check. Um, so it was just this downward spiral that like, it was very exciting because it was intense and we didn't know what was going to happen and it could have been a party wipe there, um, which I was kind of hoping for, you know, it would have been an exciting end to it and it would have happened, you know, at the same time that, uh, the, the scientist with the flamethrower died. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but he was the new player. <laughs> so the new player was the first one to die. Um, we, we were, um pushing towards the end and we're having trouble getting my son to bed so I think we took a break there and then came back and just kind of wrapped it up um they uh, the, the mission was to find the this ship um find out what they if they had got anything and bring any evidence back so um the teamster was like hell we're bringing the statue back <laughs> he's like nope that's the mission we're bringing the statue back He's like, all right, I'm going to spacesuit. I'm going to open this, uh, this uh, door to space here. We're going to fly the statue out over to the other ship. And we're going to put it in that cargo hold. And I was like, sounds good. And then I kind of narrated how, you know, every 40 minutes this thing... Ha actually, I think it's every hour on the 47th minute. Um, so every hour this thing comes alive and creatures come out. And eventually they were all just destroyed. And uh, that was the end of the game. Now, everybody had a really good time. Um... My sons are crazy. They both like uh, rolled the same patch, which which was a um, a Russian uh, hammer and sickle. Uh, so they were Russian brothers. Um, uh, the other two um, were a little quieter. Uh, both their first time playing with me, so I I kind of understand that. And one of them, it was his first time playing at all. Um, later, he was just like. I didn't realize you could like do anything. <laughs> so um, I think he's eager to play again. And uh, the other guy that came uh, who played the Teamster was um, like, hey, if you ever do anything like this again, let me know. I will definitely play. And I was like, well, you know, my campaign's ending and I'm going to do one shots into February. So I will definitely let you know. Um, yeah, so it was... It was a good Halloween game. Uh, I did miss my regular game, and that made me kind of sad because in that uh, the day before, I was kind of getting hyped up for it, and then I realized, oh, no, I'm doing the Halloween game tomorrow. How sad. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, my other game, we started um, the, uh, the fight with um, Gazra. Um, they basically got through the first phase of Gazra, which is the second phase of the battle. Um, so we're going into phase three, Gazra. Uh, I basically gave him all his 
uh, spent action points back. Um, I was going to have him explode. I forgot about that. So I'll probably have him explode at the beginning with his uh, previous... He had 11 points left, so that'd be like 11d10, I think, um, to anybody within X amount of feet. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they will, uh, they'll probably kill him this round, or this, this session, next session. So I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Um, if, uh, so at the end of that session, uh, they will have a choice to make, um, in keeping theme with the campaign, it will be a difficult choice to make. Um, and uh, there are uh, both choices are equally bad, <laughs> but they they are the ones that have to make the decision. So um, it will be uh, that depending on what decision they make, that may be the end of the game, or we will uh, move on to another combat. Uh, and then there will be one more session, and then that will be the end of the game. Um, unless they come up with something clever. They can totally come up with something clever. And uh, I will be totally okay with something clever. Um, because that's, that's what they like to do. Um, yeah, so I think um, I'm almost to work, and uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I, the, the Gosra fight went really well. Uh, I like the stat block. Again, 2C Gaming. Oh my god, I can't say enough good things about this company. They put out such good stuff. They are uh, running a Kickstarter right now called Rarities and something. Um, and it's like a magic item book, basically. Uh, but I heard them talking about it on, um, uh, I don't know, one of the YouTubes I listen to. Um, and... It sounds way better than I thought it was going to be. It's going to have mundane equipment in it. It's going to have uh, crafting rules in it. It's going to have um, magic items in it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, and I just may end up backing it. <laughs> um, I got to take a look at it and if I have funds. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've not been disappointed yet at anything I've seen from PUC Gaming. Um there's something I have that I haven't read yet, and that's their kind of, um, their, uh, phase supplement, kind of like Alice in Wonderlandy kind of supplement, so I haven't taken a look at that yet. It's a setting. Uh, I don't think that I'm gonna dislike it, so I am into, uh, looking at this thing, and, uh, yeah. All right, guys. That's all I got this week. Talk to you soon. Want to start editing your audio and video, but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, you can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Got an affiliate link in the description below. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackthenerds.com. 
Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatriesnuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out is great for me. Thanks for listening.